Thank you for downloading our podcast. Please be edified through this sermon from our pulpit supply while Pastor Paul Lindemulder enjoys a week off. When we talk about God's sovereignty, so often we're driven to the wrong questions. We ask questions like, is God a moral monster? What about my freedom? And what about that island of angelic unfallen people trying desperately to be saved by their own efforts? But in the midst of worrying about what God has clearly revealed in his word, we often forget to ask the right question. The right question is, why was this written? Why would the Holy Spirit tell us this? As we just prayed, you have caused the scriptures to be written for our learning, we pray to the Lord. But why would God make us learn about his sovereignty? What changes about our day? Why would he reveal this? Why do we need to know it right now? Why couldn't he just wait until we're in new creation and reveal it to us then after whatever the new, new creation equivalent of a campfire is, or around whatever the new creation equivalent of a campfire is. Why does he need to tell us now? The answer is comfort. God has revealed his sovereignty for our learning to comfort us. And that's because the truth of our text tonight is this. God's sovereignty is really good news. God's sovereignty is good news because it means his gospel is good news. He can be merciful to us without measure because nothing in all creation can stop his plan to be willing or, or to be merciful to us. The gates of hell can't stop it. The land and sea can't stop it. And not even the incompetence of the guy talking to you can stop it. Nothing can stop the power of his word to you. Nothing in all creation. God wills to save his own people at the time and place he chooses, and nothing will change it. And that's really good news. So that's our theme as we consider Jonah 1 tonight. God's sovereignty is really good news. God's sovereignty is gospel good news. We'll look at that in three points. First, God's sovereignty is good news for sinners. Secondly, God's sovereignty is good news for the lost. And third, God's sovereignty is good news for pastors. God's sovereignty is good news for sinners. It's good news for the lost, and it's good news for pastors. So first, God's sovereignty is good news for sinners. The first word of our text tonight is Yahweh telling Jonah to go preach to sinners. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before my face. The implication here is that when they hear that preached word, they'll repent the evil that God is solving, or God is solving the evil by sending his word, his powerful word at creation. The word that speaks and does is the word he is sending through Jonah. God's wording is going to work among the Ninevites through Jonah. And that's a big deal because Nineveh's a city of war crimes. They're routinely violating natural law. They don't have the fullness of the law like the church does, but their own conscience is going to accuse them on the last day because they're doing some messed up things. We dig up Assyrian cities, Nineveh's an Assyrian city, and when we dig up Assyrian cities, we see on the walls all these violent atrocities going on. I don't want to get rid of R, so we're going to move on from what they are. And, 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 these are bad people who have sinned quorum Deo. They've sinned before the face of God. That's a better translation of the last, ver last phrase in verse 2. Their evil has risen before my face. They've sinned before my face. As this great city sins grievously, they're doing it before the face of God. 
As they sin against their neighbors, as they sin in the face of God, they are offending a holy God who made those neighbors in his image. But God is sovereign. And God's sovereignty is good news because he will mercy whom he wants to mercy. And so his unstoppable word is going to go to the Ninevites. God's sovereignty is good news for sinners. And it's good news for sinners like Jonah. As soon as Yahweh commands Jonah to rise and go, what does Jonah do? He rises to flee. The author wants us to feel the disobedience here. Jonah sins blatantly against God's command. And so the author author gives us the same word in the command as he describes Jonah's action. Jonah said, or Yahweh says, rise and go. And Jonah rises and flees. So Jonah rises, that's good, but he doesn't go, he flees. It's the exact opposite. Jonah is sinning blatantly against Yahweh's revealed word. And he's not sinning against just nature like the heathen Ninevites. He's sinning against the revealed word of the Lord. And he sins in Yahweh's face. The wickedness of the Ninevites is in Yahweh's face, but so is Jonah's. Jonah's sinning by trying to flee from Yahweh's face. And we get that twice in verse 3. Why is Jonah going to Tarshish? Because he's trying to flee the face of the Lord. Jonah sins against the word of God and he knows what he's doing. And he knows he's sinning against the face of God as he tries to flee from the presence of Yahweh. And Jonah, in, this, in his context, is really a picture of Israel as a whole. Israel has all the revealed will of Yahweh. They've been given commandments, laws clearly in front of them. It's bound on their hands. It's on their doorpost. It's like frontlets before their eyes. And at, at some point, people trying to keep the ceremonial law literally actually started tying a big old brass copy of the law to their forehead, probably caused some neck problems. But the point is that the Hebrews had more of God's revealed will than anybody else, and they were hardened. To them belong the oracles of God, and yet they turn away. They disobey. They've pretended that Yahweh will not see. But Yahweh is merciful and gracious to his people. The gospel's good news for sinners. And what he's teaching us through Jonah is that even though he has made himself more guilty than the Ninevites, and even though Israel has made themselves more guilty than the Ninevites by breaking the revealed word of God, God will have mercy on them. And that's good news, because that means he can have mercy on you and me. He has mercy on the chief of sinners. And he can do that because he's sovereign. He's able to do it, and also he wants to. He wants to do it, which is good, but he's able to do it, which is better news. Because he's the God who's in control. Nothing surprises him and no one outmaneuvers him. And so nothing in all creation is bigger or stronger than his almighty power to save. God's gospel is good news for sinners. God's sovereignty is good news for sinners. And that's that's a reason to praise the Lord. Praise God that his sovereignty... His gospel is as as powerful as he is. If he wanted to save us without being able to save us, that would not be good news. If Jonah were left to himself, he'd be using his free will not just to damn himself, but an entire country. He wants to commit spiritual genocide here. But God is sovereign over all his creatures. 
And he won't let Jonah's unwillingness to preach stop the word from going forth. The heaven is God's heaven. The earth is his earth. The sea is his because he made it and Jonah is his. So Jonah is part of the nothing. Jonah is part of the nothing in all creation that can stop God's love, or that cannot stop God's love for his people and cannot stop his gospel from going to sinners. And the application here is the gospel is really good news and God's sovereignty is really good news. If mission boards or pastors were the people who decided who's unreachable, if mission boards or pastors got to determine who's too vile, who's too sinful, and too beyond hope of reaching, a good percentage of us would not be here tonight. As one of my history professors liked to remind us, the Dutch ate the first missionary that came to their shores and they've been having roast pastor ever since. But God is sovereign. And so that means his gospel came to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth and to the northwest corner of Europe. God's sovereignty is good news. And it will go, his gospel, because he is sovereign, his gospel will go to the Ninevites and to the Netherlands, whether Jonah likes it or not. God's sovereignty is good news for sinners because his love will not let you go. He won't let Jonah go. And he won't let you go. When you run from him, he pursues you like a sheepdog and hunts you down. Despite your own best efforts, despite your sinful, stubborn nature that rises up against you every day. Yahweh's sovereign. He rides the clouds to help you. And he will never leave you to yourself to give you what you deserve. His sovereignty is good news for sinners. But then, turning the angle slightly... Point two, God's sovereignty isn't just good news for sinners, it's good news for the lost. Point two, God's sovereignty is good news for the lost. Our salvation is not based on human will or exertion, it's based on God's almighty mercy. God's sovereignty is good news for the lost. And we know that because of the sailors. Take a look at these sailors. These sailors have arguably been the most pious bunch in this story. They've consistently tried to do the right thing. They throw cargo overboard to save human life. That's good natural law obedience. The sailors recognize that they need to pray to some god, and they don't know which one, so they try all of them. They're very sincere. The sailors try hard with their piety to climb up into heaven. And if we were saved by our own efforts, these sailors would be it. They'd be the example. Their first response in time of trouble was the prayer closet. They're trying their best to reach up to be everything they were made for, to love God and enjoy Him forever. Each man prayed to his own God. In fact, they're so pious, they wake up Jonah to make sure they haven't missed any gods. These sailors are lost people trying their best to be found. They know their sin and misery. They know they're probably guilty. They have a sense of guilt. They decide to cast lots because they're at least somewhat aware of sin and that there's sin on board. And notice this, even after Jonah tells them how to save themselves, even after he says, throw me overboard to save your own skins, they don't want to do it because they don't want to murder. These men have been more pious than Jonah, but all their piety is filthy rags. But the good news of God's sovereignty is the gospel can be good news for the lost. God is sovereign, even though their piety won't save them, preaching will what their piety cannot do, God does by the power of his word. These sailors know their sin and misery because the Holy Spirit has been pricking their consciences. 
And in the time and place of his choosing, Yahweh saves his people by the preaching of the word. Verses 9 through 10. He said to them, I'm a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. And then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this you've done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he told them. God's sovereignty is good news for the lost because he will find them. He pursues them no matter how improbably. These people had no idea who Jonah is. Notice how many questions they ask him. They they, they don't know him from Adam, literally. And they've never heard of him or his God. And yet now here's Yahweh's prophet in their boat telling them the word of the Lord. And they hear and believe. Excuse me. They know what Jonah says is true. They assent to it. And they trust that it's true for them. God's sovereignty is good news for the lost because his word always works exactly the way he wants it to. And God's word is never late. It's never early. It arrives precisely when he means it to. See, Jonah sinned by trying to flee from the presence of Yahweh. Jonah sinned by trying to flee the God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea by fleeing on the sea. But all Jonah really did was end up exactly where the Lord wanted him. To give these wor- his word to these sailors. God is sovereign even over our sin. Remember, our God is the God of Acts 4 and Acts 2 who is so sovereign that he took the worst thing that humans have ever done, the crucifixion of the Lord of glory, and used it to save his people. And we find out it was his plan from the beginning. Even Jonah's sin could only accomplish what God wanted. It could only bring the powerful word to even more people. God's sovereignty is good news for the lost. It's good news for sinners. And that means finally, point three, it's good news for pastors. God's sovereignty is good news for pastors. Charles Spurgeon made a practice every Lord's Day that as he walked into the pulpit, he would say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life. And the reason he did that is because God's sovereignty is good news for pastors. The effectiveness of Christian ministry has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the goodness of God Almighty. Even our own sins and weakness and failings and shortcomings cannot stop the power of God's word to go forth to save sinners. Because God is sovereign over the Christian ministry. It's like that quote that we've shared so many times from Luther. I did nothing. The Word did it all. I sat and drank and slept. My, or I slept and drank my Wittenberg beer with my Philip. And the Word worked powerfully. God's sovereignty is good news for pastors because it means God's power doesn't depend on us. His power is the Word He gives us. And it's a Word that works in sinful mouths. Jonah's entire ministry to these sailors has been marred with sin from the beginning. It's been undermined by his shortcomings, by his moral failures. Jonah's testimony has been tainted from the minute he stepped on this ship. Think about this. In, In verse 10, the sailors are hearing about the almighty Lord of creation from a guy who's been acting like the sea can hide him. His ministry is flawed. His piety is flawed. His life and witness have been horribly compromised before these sailors. And yet that imperfect, horrible example Jonah sets, even though it leads to some bad temporal consequences, cannot stop the power of God's word. 
So sure, Jonah has set the bad example of disobeying the word of the Lord. He has set the example of striving against God's commands. He heard rise and go. He rose and fled. And now his horrible example has led the sailors astray. Verse 13, Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to dry land. But they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. These sailors are just following Jonah's example. They're doing what he did. They're disobeying. They've heard and they've disobeyed. They're doing the exact opposite of what God has commanded. And it has led to the same result. God sent the sea against them. Yahweh has told them to throw Jonah overboard, and instead they row harder to get him ashore. They are disobeying God's word like they've seen Jonah disobey. But even though Jonah's ministry should, by all fairness, be a failure, God is sovereign. He doesn't deal with our ministry like, the sins, or like our sins deserve. God's sovereignty is good news for pastors because he's using the imperfect ministry of imperfect ministers to lead these sailors to faith. Verse 13 is not the end of the story. Verse 14, they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not on us innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. Jonah's imperfect ministry has led these sailors to imperfect saving faith in a perfect Savior because they are not praying each to his own God anymore. They're calling out on the covenant name of Yahweh. And they're calling out in reverence and fear. And even after they throw Jonah over the side, they pray to Yahweh. They are making sacrifices and vows to Yahweh. They've been brought into relationship with the Lord of all creation and the Lord of his people. By the flawed ministry of a sinful prophet, God's sovereignty is good news for sinners. And it's good news for pastors. And it's good news for sinful pastors. We don't hear anymore about these sailors. They're not part of the story anymore. They sail off and Jonah goes underwater. But we will see and talk to them in new creation because they have called on the name of the Lord in fear and reverence and saving faith, because God is sovereign over Christian ministry. Yahweh sent Jonah to these men in his timing, and through Jonah, he has worded them. He has worked his word in them. And now this seemingly random ship from Joppa it has a crew of God-fearers. It has a crew of God-fearers who belong to him in eternity. God's sovereignty is good news for pastors. So why would God teach us about his sovereignty? Comfort. Comfort in the good news of his unstoppable power to save us by his word and spirit. What changes about our day by knowing about his sovereignty? Everything changes. Because the sovereignty of God means we have the privilege of living every day before his face and knowing that we live every day in the face and presence of the almighty God of all creation who has unstoppably saved us. And in Christ, by the power of his word, he has brought us into union and communion with himself. And nothing in all creation can stop his love and word to you and me. And everything in all creation is for our good and for his glory. His power and word are what first opened our ears and softened our hearts at the time and place he wanted, and that same power and word will bring us finally to everlasting rest with him in new creation, and nothing can stop that. God's sovereignty is good news for sinners, for the lost, and for pastors. God's sovereignty is comfort, and it is rest for our souls. 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for subscribing and listening to our podcast. We hope and pray that our sermons encourage you as you sojourn on your Christian walk. If you have any questions about our church, please contact our pastor through our webpage, urcbelgrade.com. That is urcbelgrade.com. We also have many sermon series archived and available for download on our website, urcbelgrade.com. Until we meet again, may the Lord's blessing and peace be upon you.